Hey Climber, there's a certain type of song that you probably write a lot of that has about like zero chance of becoming a hit. So I'm going to give you a little tough love today on The Climb. Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This is the new music business, not the old music business. This is not where the big, big million dollar company is going to come in and take your nothing and turn it into absolute gold with all the money and the power and the pipeline and everything like that. They're trying to figure it out just like you are. And you're going to need to come in with a track record. You need to know how to write songs. You're going to need to know how to book tickets. You're going to need to know how to tour. You're going to need to know how to make records. All that's got to be happening before you're going to get to work with the people that you want to work with. That's why we call this the climb CLIMB creating leverage in the music business, which is brilliant. <laughs> it's a Baxter name that was created by my good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter, just in case you think I'm being cocky. <laughs> Usually you're right. This time you'd be wrong. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Had a couple number ones last year. I predict in my crystal ball, couple number ones this year. You can find Brett, first of all, before you find him, you need to know what he does. He helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he connects you with the pros so that you can create the relationships and climb that ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there ain't no other Johnny D. Woo, lots of people thanking the Lord for that. <laughs> <Let me tell laughs> hey, man, <laughs> How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just... Uh, Trying to wake up and uh, do a little do a little good stuff here to help the climb community. Try to hit right on. Mm-hmm. What are we learn about today? Well, today we're going to talk about. Um, this has been on my mind because recently I've had several songs sent in for the play for publisher event, for the music industry pitch event, for coaching sessions. So the songs that come in there, and then I look at those, then I look at the songs on the charts, and there's a disconnect there a lot. So a lot of people are pitching songs that aren't even the type of song that become hits. Not even that they're pitching bad songs. It's just like they're bringing tofu to the barbecue. Right. And let's talk about that today. Let's talk about your tofu. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Well, uh, before we tofu. get into that, I've, <laughs> I've already got a couple of thoughts on that going through my head as uh-huh. we speak. Uh, you know, I probably would have. But uh, let's take care of a little business first. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so grateful to be a part of American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network. And we were one of the flagship shows that came over there in June. Very excited to be here. If you've been a long, long time climber before we ever went to this platform, check out those other podcasts on there. It's all about songwriting, producing, the music business. It's all really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got uh, Brent's holding up his, uh, just got my his new, new issue of Songwriter Magazine. It's got Common on the front there. That's which is right. Great. So just, just got it, Brent. Checking the mail right before we recorded. So I haven't even really cracked it open. I think the last cover had Taylor Momsen on it from The Pretty Reckless. And 
I'm super sad because I had tickets to go see her last year and it got oh. canceled because of COVID and then it was delayed and then it was delayed again and then it was delayed again and now they're just like, we're giving you your money back. I'm like, no, I don't want my money back. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're pretty reckless, but we're not that reckless. Well, was that the thing? <laughs> yeah. Kind of the... I don't know. But anyway, yeah. uh, I mean, this is a great 36-year-old brand name. We're so thrilled to be a part of it. Um, check out the other podcasts that are on that network if you haven't yet. And if you found us through the American Songwriter Magazine, welcome to The Climb. That's right. All right. So we want you to join The Climb community. This is a Facebook group that is growing, thriving. It's very busy. We're posting all kinds of good information in there. Songwriters are connecting and creating even international co-writes that mm -hmm. are getting syncs, that are generating money, that are building relationships, which I love, and different people talking about different marketing techniques and promo techniques, stuff they've done here and there and how it works and having discussions about blockchain and NFTs. I mean, deep discussions mm -hmm. in there with respectful discourse, which I'm super proud of. Yep. We want you to join to that. This is not your average community, people. This is happening. This is where the movers and the shakers and the beautiful people hang out. I can tell you that right now. That's right. All right. And we got winners. Right? We have Speaking winners. Of, uh, winner, not winners. Out. We got winners. Exactly. Here. Not winners, but winners. So every Wednesday, it is wins day in the climb community. So we post our new heights post. And so we encourage all of our climbers who want to to celebrate their wins in the comments. So it's in a certain spot so people know where to look for the good stuff and they can celebrate together. That's where the party is. And so I just wanted to share a couple of these that I dropped recently. And so this one is from frequent climber, Patrick Adams. He says, uh, the three amigos have struck again. Our song, Bright Island Lights, has passed through NSAI's hands and is now being sent to Anthem Entertainment for consideration of a single song deal. Brad Hacker, Chris Tuscarino, and myself have been working hard and putting in the time and energy to get here and go beyond. For all the songwriters out there, find your tribe. That's what makes the difference. I've said it before, and I'll repeat it time and again. The best value for songwriters is Songwriting Pro and the Climb community. Listen to the podcast. Get involved. Learn from the pros and your peers. You can do this. Take that next step. I'll be rooting for you all. Damn. I love oh, this guy. Patrick, I, love I just want to go have a beer with Patrick Adams. Love too. the energy. <laughs> love the vibe. I love the energy. Yeah. I mean, how can you not just dig that, dude? Like his enthusiasm. Sometimes I, I just think, I think I need a book of Patrick Adams-isms and <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the days when I'm not feeling it, man, so I can get a little boost. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, a man, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. And, of course, he's getting several comments under there from one from Brad Hacker's co-writer, another from James Kelso and, and other people. So it's a little bit of where the party be, right? Uh, let's see. Love we got it. another one. Speaking of James Kelso, he says, I got a gig on May 15th, and I'm looking forward to getting out there to play live. Finished a really solid co-write last week that I plan to release soon. After 24 years as a guitar player, I'm starting guitar lessons on Monday. We're moving the needle in a few areas a little every day. Bam. So congrats, James. That. Congrats, Patrick. So just... Big or small, we love them all because they're all big when you're taking that, when it's a new height, it's always a big win. Who is the guitar player's name again? James Kelso. James, well, James, let me tell you something, man. I love that because that's like CE, man, continuing education. Mm -hmm. Randy Rhodes, when he was touring with Ozzy Osbourne, every town they go into would go and get a classical guitar lesson and half the time would end up giving it rather than yeah. getting it. But he was still on the search, man, on the search mm -hmm. for what? Greatness, improvement. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like James Kelso said, 1% every, every day, just trying yeah. to improve all these different areas. And 
I commend that. I commend that a thousand percent. Yeah, it's great. Um, and actually, both those guys or each of those guys had a song land in the top ten of the current play for publisher event. Actually, by the time this episode drops, it will it will be the the previous one. But they each had a song in the top ten. James had a song called One Eighty, and nice. that Bright Island Lights that Patrick mentioned. Well, I like uh-huh. it too. And they submitted that. And so uh, music publisher Matt Lindsay is going to be hearing both those songs and hopefully doing backflips. And But yeah, so they're doing good work. They're out there. They're hustling and get to hang out with the publisher and making friends and all that good stuff. Man, and you know what? Just to make a connection here, over the years in this podcast, since we started the client community, which we've had for a number of years now, I can't remember mm-hmm. how long we've had like it. Like five years or so. There have been people that become regular usual suspects uh-huh. you know, yeah. that are on there that are contributing that are on the radar screen there mm-hmm. whose names that you see and sometimes we end up mentioning them on the show well that's the same way it works with the publishers man yeah. you know what i mean it's not just one time with a cool song mm-hmm. it's like this guy just keeps showing up yeah. with stuff that's kind of cool like i'm oh yeah and it's like get to seven like we talk about how to get (laughs) to seven with the spins get to seven with the meet and greets you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and the recognition and i don't mean like giving you recognition but where they're like oh okay i saw that name i heard that song and then pretty soon all of a sudden it's just like man you just keep showing up and i like what you show up with yeah show up in a positive way yeah. Yeah. It's, and I like how you show up and I like what you're doing. And I like what you're bringing to the table. And we, okay. So it, it shows you're consistent that you're doing this with mm-hmm. or without the publisher. Right. Yep. And, and that dynamic begins to change the dynamic of the relationship and create leverage. Yes. And it's right? what you, I think in name of one, one of your old episodes, Johnny, reach and frequency. It's getting yeah. that reach. You got to be able to reach the pro that you want to connect with and then, as soon as you connect, unless it's an absolute love fest, which most of the time it's not, then I've right. heard it said that we're talking about mind share, how much share of someone's mind we're taking up. Like right now, John, you and I, you have a huge amount of my mind share, right? Because I'm looking right. in the eyes and we're doing a thing right now in the moment. Well, right. then over time, though, as soon as the recording stops, whatever, we're each going up a down escalator in each other's minds. Yeah. Like we're going to have other concerns. You'll be doing daredevil stuff. I'll be doing songwriting pro stuff or working on a co-writing stuff. And the other person is, you start sliding down that escalator, riding down that escalator in that other person's mind. And so yep. if you want to stay top of the escalator, top of mind, what can you do to keep going up that escalator? It's that frequency to, That's so right. you don't just end up at the bottom and you're on a whole nother level. It's not a destination either. I mean, I know no, this it's... isn't part of the show, but I'm just going down this road. Yeah. Coca-Cola is not even arguably, is the de facto best known, most popular brand name on the planet Earth, Coca-Cola. In every country, Coca-Cola is known. Everybody knows the brand. They still spend billions of dollars mm-hmm. getting in your face and reminding you that they're there. Why? To be top of mind, to keep going up that escalator, staying mm-hmm. at the top of that escalator, because they will disappear if they go down, no matter how good the, the brand is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I stopped drinking soft drinks a long time ago because I, you know, I got to save my calories for whiskey, but the, uh, which I drink straight. <laughs> Saving myself for whiskey. That's yes. right. Uh, yeah. There's a song, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, it's the same thing with the relationships, mm-hmm. man. Gosh, it's so important that they, if you pin it all like on one song or yeah. one amount of time, you're already losing because that's not how 
the game is won. It's right. a marathon. It ain't a sprint. It ain't it's about not. winning that sprint. And there's not, there's never going to be a moment where you have made it and you just kick your feet up and do it. Because if you just stop showing up every day after that first hit, then nobody's going to want to work with you. Yeah. You're on the down escalator all the time. Yep. So anyway, that's a total sidebar, but it's, yeah, it's sorry, true, but that was important. It's important. Yes. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a rating and review. And most importantly, Brett and I want you to know we are very, very grateful and we do not take for granted the amount of time that you spend with us each week on these episodes. And we're so happy to be of service to you. Mm-hmm. But we want you to help us be of service to other people. Tell a friend about it. If there's an episode that hits you, that you had an aha moment, an epiphany, where maybe we untied one of those knots from the old music music industry where you were kind of focused on it this way and something we said made sense Mm -hmm. and you were like oh yeah you know what okay now i'm getting it okay now i got then tell a friend about that episode spread that around because we want to help them too right amen to that all right so tell me about winners versus winners all right winners versus i'm gonna tell you what i think (laughs) that's right so i'm just actually oh pulling up the chart right there so all genre nope i want the country chart all right here we go so, yeah, so I've had these these events recently. I've had the Play for Publishers, so people from the Songwriting Pro and Climb communities, they send in songs. I whittle it down. To, it's my opinion. I whittle it down to the 10 I think have the best chance of catching that publisher's attention for what they're looking for, help them get hits. And same thing with music industry pitch, but that's more like specifically for an artist. So certain things keep bubbling up, and I just want to share some of those. And to see if we can help you on your climb. Uh, so the music industry pitch. The last one I had with Ray Hamilton. The guests were Noah Dewey and Kyle Coulihan. Noah is the producer. Kyle is the artist. So he's a new artist working on his first project. He's put out some independent stuff. This is like they're going, going to try and land the deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for songs. And he writes, but they're looking to beat what they have. Right. And people were sending in good songs. So Ray and I went through a couple hundred songs or whatever were sent in. And we found 10 that we thought was like, pretty on brand for Kyle for what we know about him. And we're aiming to make sure they're all quality songs. They're all good songs. And we've done two of these with Kyle so far. And it's interesting how so many times, you know, and these are good songs, but it's like, "Mm, that's a, that's a little vulnerable for Kyle, a little vulnerable, or there's Mm -hmm. a song, maybe someone's out on the staircase or whatever, and trying to get back in the good graces, or they're just kind of moping around or whatever. It's like, "Ah, he's not the guy on the, he's not the guy on the steps moping. Right. Really good song. He, he's just not that guy, right? Right. So, you know, then I looked at other artists, and that got me thinking, too, and, and I thought this before, like back in the 90s, you could have the, these very sensitive guys. You had your Doug Stones, your Colin Ray that you worked with, Johnny. Mm-hmm. You have these balladeers, Brian White, uh, Vince Gill, sensitive dudes who were killing the game. I mean, they're doing great. Yep. And having hits, and they were more sensitive, these days, you don't have so much that kind of sensitivity where Brian White had this song, I'm not supposed to love you anymore. He's, you know, I couldn't sleep up on our bed, so I'm down here on the floor where I'm not supposed to love you anymore. That kind mm-hmm. of heart on your sleeve right. kind of stuff. And it's just much more rare these days for most right. country artists. And Kyle is one of those. And looking at the songs that were sent in, the songs that kind of fit Kyle's brand, it's like, yeah, man, a lot of artists these days are a little tougher. They may be a little more sensitive when it's a love song, like a positive love song that may be a little sweeter, but not so sweet and vulnerable in like lost love stuff. I was like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. More important than a lot of artists. How about Kyle? Yeah, Kyle himself. Kyle is this way. Right, is this way. So that's 100% what matters for that event. And some of the songs are like, hey, 
you know, this is great. I think this could work for somebody else, but just not what we're doing. But looking at that going, well, that's kind of, he's not that far off from a lot of people. He definitely has his mm-hmm. own specific flavor that we're trying to dial into. But a lot of artists kind of that way too. Like, okay, not real vulnerable, not real, you know, that kind of thing. So you're looking at that and going, oh, a lot of songs sent in are kind of that way. The lost love, brokenhearted kind of thing. It's like, well, if you're going to do that for an artist like Kyle or so many of these other artists, you can be brokenhearted, but you better be a little bit tougher about it. Yeah. Not it's as gonna vulnerable. It's going to have to have an edge to it. It's going to have a little edge yeah. to it. A little more manly still. So that was one thing that's like, okay, put a pin in that. That's interesting. You know, think about when I'm writing my songs. The play for publisher. A lot of sad ballads were sent in. And so I listen mainly on Amazon Music. That's my streaming mm-hmm. platform of choice. So I just pulled up the top songs from the country chart. Like, mm-hmm. okay, how was what I got for the play for publisher for Matt Lindsay in this case? I'm weeding through trying to find the best songs, the, the most commercial songs, the ones I think can help Matt make you both money. Yep. And to present to him. And so I'm looking at the top 40 and man, they're not many ballads, not many mm-hmm. ballads on here. And this is streaming. This is stuff that people wanted to listen to. It's not what radio's programming. This is probably a little more genuine. Some of them may come from playlists and stuff, but this is what people want to hear. I mean, number two is, let's see, or where is it? Oh, number seven is down from the other night when I was looking at is Old Town Road still at number seven. Still. <laughs> Body Like a Back Road was still in the top 40. Oh, wow. Wow. Talking about hanging on there. Good for them. So in the top 40, the closest thing I found to a ballad the other night when I was looking was Shallow by Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, which Mm. that's kind of the closest thing to a sad ballad. And that was from the movie, you know, Star is Born. And Mm -hmm. so there's some positive love ballads like Jake Owens' Made for You, which just hit number one, uh, or Forever After All by Luke Combs. And so those are slower, more ballady songs, but they're positive love songs. Okay. Right. Where are the slow, sad songs? Because they're all over my desk when people are sending in for the music <laughs> industry pitch, for the play for publisher, all plenty of slow, sad songs. Huh, but I don't see them on the chart. Huh. There's a disconnect. And as a writer myself, oh, dude, I've, I've definitely been guilty of this, this disconnect of going, wow, okay. I need to be careful what I'm writing because that's not what's ending up on the radio, the radio and streaming stuff. They're like mids and up tempos and positive. So looking a little deeper at that chart. And then again, this is just Amazon streaming. This is what they put as their top 40 for the country. There's a lot of positive feel good. So like good time by Nico moon, the good ones by Gabby Barrett is at number one currently on this chart. Uh, one of Them Girls by Lee Bryce. You know, it's a love song. It's not an I Got the Girl love song, but it's I'm Pursuing the Girl love song, you know? But mm-hmm, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It's tempo. It feels good. Uh, Long Live by Florida Georgia Line. So that's most of it. Positive, feel good, mids or up tempos. It's right. that. And after that would be like your love more ballad. Right. That's pretty much the whole thing. Oh. Hmm. Oh, even a lot of the kind of quote-unquote sad songs, feel good. Like One Too Many by Keith Urban and Pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I've, I've Drank Too Much, Come Take Me Home. It's kind of a little bit more of a negative thing if you're just maybe to read the lyric. But you turn it on, your speakers, and it feels great. It feels yeah. good, right? So it 
really the dominant emotion is like you a don't positive. start crying when the music happens no it's you're dancing comes. Yeah. so it kind of doesn't matter what they're saying <laughs> you know it feels yeah. so good even if they're being sad like hole in the bottle by kelsey ballerini this is a hole in this bottle of wine up fun drinking song feels so positive and you look at the lyric there's like oh i'm not crying over him oh uh. oh she's going out drinking because she lost somebody but you don't know that really until you dig into the lyric because it just feels so good. Like, I'm just drinking. So it feels positive. Dirk's Bentley gone. Yeah, since you've been gone, I've been gone, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But it feels so good. And he's talking about, I haven't left the house. I've been sitting on the couch watching TV all day long. I've been gone. Wonder how a good thing went wrong. But it feels so good that you're not sad listening to it. So even right. the sad songs make you feel good. <laughs> Hurt so good. Yeah. Every John Maverick Cougar. song. Every Maverick song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make you feel good, even though it's a heartbreaker. Super sad song, but to tempo with Raul's voice, and it's like magic. Yeah, it's like butter. So that's a big takeaway. There's this disconnect. So I call this episode Whiners versus Winners. None of these songs are whining. They're not whiny songs. Right. They're not woe is me songs. Even the songs like I said, Dirk's Gone or Keith Urban, One Too Many. The dominant emotion that you get from listening to it is a positive one. It's a feel good. And that's dominant among the more negative lyric is that, okay, it's a right. negative lyric. Oh, but it's going to make you feel so good. <laughs> you know, apparently it's really, really hard to get a slow, sad song cut. And listen, I know I've done it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. But it's really, really first, hard. First one out of the box. First yeah. one out of the box. <laughs> Funny. Haven't had one of those since. <laughs> they've all there been <laughs> positive or mid or up tempo or feel good that sort of right. thing it's like yeah i've done it it did well but it's gonna have to be like a hit to do that they're just not they're just not putting that stuff out it's not what people are streaming there's more hope there's just a feel good kind of thing to it can we also inject in a little bit of the dynamic around the world right now too because mm-hmm. that matters Right. Yeah. So we had a just to kind of <clears throat> set this up, because I think you need to be aware of this if you're going to be a student of the game and kind of figure out what's trending and where the trends are going to go. I mean, in the United States, we had the 1970s, mm-hmm. which was not a, a great shit time. show. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good decade. No. I mean, in the beginning of the 70s, we still had the war happening in yeah. Vietnam. And then we went and we had, uh, you know, through the late 70s, we had massive inflation. We mm, had a huge stagflation, you know, yeah, stagflation. We had the massive OPEC oil prices where they said we ran out of gas, but really they just the government put a price cap on mm. what consumers could buy gas for, which meant that nobody could afford, none of the gas stations could afford to buy it at a higher price and sell it and lose money. You know what I mean? And so we had people waiting in line for hours. This is all this horrific stuff was happening. Yeah. And the Cold War. And hostages in Iran. And hostages (laughs) in Iran. That's right. It's like Billy Joel. Hold on. Let me start. We didn't start to fire right here. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. And so then we hit the eighties, man. And all of a sudden the economy started to change. People started making money. And you know what? We were sick and tired of being sick and tired, Mm -hmm. right? And so for a whole decade, it was party, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's where the music went, man. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, going through what we're going through now, 
I, I just think people are probably looking for hope. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like they're going to respond more mm-hmm. to hope. They're going to respond more to positivity because they're getting all the negativity they can handle if they watch one second of television on any channel. It right. doesn't matter. It's here's why your life sucks. Here's why you're a victim. Here's why you're all going to die. Here's why. Yeah. Literally, that's what's happening. Yeah. So pay attention to that. Now, who, 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 what do you want to foster in? You know yeah. what I mean? Do you want to be the reason they cut their wrists or do you want to be, do you want to be the reason that saves them? Yeah. yeah. Like, I just think when all that stuff's happening, people are going to gravitate towards something that's going to make them escape from what is going on. Yeah. Or give them you the, know? the hopeful angle of it or yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's something to pay attention to. And man, according to this, it's a bunch of feel good stuff. And there's some yeah. songs out in country right now, like undivided by, uh, Tim McGraw and uh, uh, what's his name from Florida Georgia Line, Toby mm-hmm. Hubbard. So it's a political thing, but it is more of a hopeful, unifying, let's come together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a right. an angry song. But there's also space for some of that stuff. Like Tom McDonald is huge, you know, rapper, yeah. and he is definitely politically incorrect and takes on stuff head on. From an interesting perspective, that's not all one way or the other. So I think a lot of people left and right can get down with him. Mm-hmm. So it just he, he's just kind of unafraid to say this stuff. And there's he's like, oh wow, you said that. That's interesting. So uh, there's room for some of that. But in general, major label charting stuff, especially like in country, that's what I'm looking at. But I'm sure it's the same way in pop and most major formats is positivity and mid or up tempos or something that makes you feel good even if the lyrics right. are negative. So I have some homework. Hey, climbers. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome to some help. That's right. We want to turn you on to a professional service by our sponsor, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. 
Com. Listen, as singers, songwriters, and artists, our greatest strength is sometimes our greatest weakness, and that is our emotional intensity. Listen, it helps you create great art, but it can also torpedo not just your career, but your life. And we don't want the bad stuff. We just want the great art. We want your emotions to be a source of help, not hurt. And that brings us to BetterHelp.com. Sorry, guys, it's not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. This is a professional counseling service that's done securely online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And as an artist and as somebody who deals with artists, the licensed professional counselors that they have, the stuff they specialize in, I'm going to read you just a quick little list. I've had to deal with all these at one point or another, either myself or with other artists. So this is real stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trouble sleeping. A lot of us have had traumas, anger, family conflicts, if LGBTQ matters, grief from loss is something, a loved one maybe. And and just about every artist I know, I don't, I don't think I know one that doesn't secretly have a little self-esteem issue going on. So here's somebody you can talk to. That's right. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So you don't have to wait long to start talking to somebody. Also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is great. I'm always happy to see that. And the service is available for clients worldwide, meaning you don't have to just find somebody local who understands you, but that you might run into at the grocery store. You can find counselors worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. That's right, guys. If you want to dig down a little deeper on this, there's a ton of testimonials that you can research that are on their website at betterhelp.com. And this podcast is this because we want you to win. We don't want this stuff to get in the way of your artist's career. So if this can help, then we want to help you help yourself. So as a climber, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash songwriter. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash songwriter. I have a little bit of homework. Some of this came from some coaching clients. I had a coaching client the other day and they brought in this title and they'd been working on this song and it's like, ah, it's not as good as it could be. What do you think about this? And I I think the title's interesting, but the angle, it was another one of those so many of these, yeah. how is yours going to stand out? And it's kind of sad. Can we take another look at this? And so we song title challenged it and we found another angle, which was more positive and put the singer into good light. The singer is a winner, not a loser. And it's just not that idea that you hear every day, but it's one that it definitely fits. This is a country song, fits the country format, but is fresh to go with that good title. Right. And man, the client was way happier with it. He's yeah. like, oh, I haven't heard that a ton. No, <laughs> you will yeah. not. Now we got something a little different. Now we got right? something that maybe has a fighting chance to move you forward. It's not like, oh, right, they're like all those others. Something that somebody else is going to want to sing, which is the game you're playing if you're trying to get cuts. Right, exactly. Going, okay, what it is it? It can't be I- about you. You can't look at it like it's about you. Well, they should just do what I want. Like, no. Yeah, they could do they something with it. They got their own brand. They don't have to do something They don't it. have to. Right. Yeah, they they got their own brand. So if it's consonant with their brand, mm. they're going to be much more apt to use it. So do they want to be a steward of positive change in today's mm. environment? Or do they want to be Debbie Downer. I mean, know the artist and what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then like you said, I mean, you're just, again, going off all that streaming stuff. I think of it like this. Your friends call you up and say, hey, man, we need help moving. Mm -hmm. Do you got a car? 
You know, you, you got some, you can help us move some stuff with it. Yeah, sure. And you show up with a powder blue Miata. Right. All you got is trunk space for like the coffee maker. You're of absolutely no help at all. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not what we need. Yeah. We need space to move stuff. We need a truck, a van. And so thanks for being here, bed. but uh, come on. Yeah. This is not what we need. I need that. I got plenty of people helping me. I need some more things yeah. to haul this stuff with so we can do it in less time, right? Exactly. Less trips. I mean, know what you're supposed to show up with. Yeah. And it just seems to me that if you're, because didn't you say a couple of years ago that all the publishers you talked to are just like, man, 90% of the songs we get are ballads. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we are still do a ballads. ballads. And these are like from people that are pros. Like how? I, I think, you know, at least the people I run with, they're figuring that out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to write very many ballads at all unless it's just okay this is special this is like, so good this it's, is it's like not working. run the mill like and this is good for my soul but if you go for mid-tempo or up-tempo right off the bat you're oh. you're ahead of 90 percent of your competition mm-hmm. including yeah. in the pro world yeah you're in a different group already just that's just math yeah that's what right? you're just then, what they're wanting Right, it's what they want. And then why not take some of those slow songs that you wrote and put it? Oh, you're you're getting ahead of my homework, John. Getting ahead of my homework. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, but yeah, yes, true. So first thing is song title challenge your own negative titles and see if you can turn that negative title into a positive song. Just stretch yourself. It's an exercise. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you a better writer. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like you you just end up. You still have your other version of it or the way you're planning on going. So there's that. I mean, like this one was. You know, they wrote as a negative title, a negative song. It's like, well, is there a way to make this positive? And it gets you thinking in a different way going, oh, well, if you do that, oh, that's, there we go. And we end up turning it a different way. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Okay, now we're off to the races. So do that with your yeah. own stuff. See if you, I had an experience with that years ago. I was right with Jason Cox and we're writing a country song. And I had this title from years ago and this old lyric from back when I was living in Arkansas and it wasn't that good, but I liked the title. It was Minutes from a Memory. I liked the alliteration and the way I'd written it was like, man, right now we're fighting and my pride just won't let me shut up or say I'm sorry. And I know that she's just minutes from a memory. Like she's about to leave. And that's right. the way I took it. And I was bringing it to Jason. I didn't bring him that lyric because I knew it could be way better because this was years later. But I still like the title. Like, what do you think about this? He's like, oh man, it makes me think of like, you're just minutes away from this great memory about to happen. Yeah, that's completely oh. what I meant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like that way better. And so we ended up changing it to moments. That way it's just a little, it's closer even than minutes. But it became looking back on our love story. It's like, man, we're just moments from a memory, a heartbeat away from changing everything. Yeah. On the edge of what happens next, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. So yeah. <laughs> it ended up becoming this, you know, big positive tempo rocking thing about, wow, just can't believe we just, I was, com- you know, you're heading to the front door. I was coming up the front steps of this house party. We didn't know it, but we were just moments from a memory, like meeting each other. And like it became this super positive thing and it had much better energy to it. It's like, oh, okay. I had another time I had this title and this idea for a song called What Makes a Man. It was like, yeah, what makes a man like? screw up and be self-destructive well maybe learning from it that's what makes a man so it's like a deeper kind of thing and probably a little more ballady or whatever and i pitched it to a hit writer and it's like what makes a man is a woman like you 
<laughs> I was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know, so it ended up becoming like, what makes a man head straight home instead of stopping at the bar to have a drink? What makes a man start thinking crazy things like, you know, pass down? Well, I can fix that up into something she'd love. Like, what makes a man do that? Is a woman like you. So you're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to learn here. You know, like that's way more commercial. You're singing to the girl. Yeah. It's like a mid-tempo thing and it's positive. He's still a man, you know, but it's, it's lifting the girl up. It's like, oh my gosh, what I thought were these kind of negative or dark or whatever, more balladish stuff, you can turn them. You can turn them. That's why we do the song title challenge. So that's one thing. I want a song title challenge you to turn your negative title into a positive one. Two is what Johnny just mentioned. Take a slow, sad songs and give them a different feel. See if you can make it feel good sonically, even if you don't change the lyric. Even if like, yeah. well, it's still going to be a sad thing. All right, but give us some heartache with a beat. See if you can yeah. up the tempo, up the energy, even make it feel good. See what you can do. And just play how fun! It. How fun is that, though? I mean, think about this. Rather than focusing on the like, oh, I've got to change this thing that I wrote and I mm-hmm. bled for this song and blah, blah, blah. But just the song's already done, man. Yeah. You're playing with house All money. you got to do is just kind of the Play-Doh is there and you just got to move it around a little yeah. bit. You don't got to stress on the lyric. You don't got to stress maybe on the melody. Mm-hmm. You just need to change it, right? And yeah. just play with it and have nothing but but free playtime. You know what you do? It's already done. Y- you do a cover of your own song. Oh, you know? that just happened. Yeah. So, you know, like you take a cover of like, okay, here's an old Johnny Cash ballad and yeah. I'm going to turn it into this barn burner thing. All right. I'm going to make yeah. it my own. I'm going to play in the sandbox. I'm going to rearrange this Johnny Cash thing where it's still that, but man, it's so different. I'll make it my own. Do that to your yeah. own song. Do like cover versions of your own song going. So if, if that's what it helps to in your mind, just to free you, to go, okay, this is just an alternate version. This is the multiverse version of this song, whatever. Yeah. And just play with it that way and go, how can I really mess with this and, and have fun? I just think, yeah, that's so, there's, there's just like a no pressure thing on that because it's done. It's been written. Yeah. Now you just gotta, you just gotta be producer and big time and play with it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like there's, you can't lose. All you can do no, is you can't lose. create something different. It's like so fun. Yeah. The other thing is to do your homework. Don't just take my word for it. Whatever your genre of choice is, go look at current charts. See for yourself. Oh, how many of these are sad ballads? How many of these are whiny? (laughs) You know, and Uh how many of these are winning? And okay, I I feel pretty confident that you'll see a definite trend across different platforms, across time. You're going to see a trend that mids and up tempos and positive and feel good wins. More than yeah. whining does. And once you see that, and then you're responsible, like, okay, well, dang it. Now the blinders have been taken off. What do I do about this? Am I going to keep? But it's, it's what the song wants to be. Uh, yeah. You're more in charge than you think. So I think that's important. That's to, right. you know, And once you know that, you're responsible for how you react. And do you want to be a professional that makes money and has a chance of getting cuts and can get some attention? Not saying that, again, I don't only write up tempos. I still write some ballads every now and again. But, man, it's got to be like, wow, and this can't be a tempo because it would break it. Like, So there's just a much smaller minority of what I write these days. So I still do every yeah. once in a while. So I'm not saying never do that, but most of the time it's what's going to play well at a show. What does the fan go want to hear? You know, they're going to a party 
and the artist is hosting the party. Yeah. I mean, you have people over at your house, right? You're hosting a party for something, you know, yeah. and it's more of a house party, not like a dinner party where everything's <clears throat> chill. No, this is like party. Like we're having people in. It's not a funeral. It's not a funeral. Yeah, it's, it's not, not. a wake. <laughs> it's, you know, we're having people over. It's a good time. It's Friday night. Yeah. What are you playing? What yeah. are you playing on your playlist? Nothing but sad songs. All your sad songs. All are you sad, gonna? Yeah. Is it all your you five minute in, weepers? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. They will not. People be like, oh, it's gonna be a dead party, right? Are you gonna play? All you gotta do is put a drink in, in my, my hand. hand. Right. You're gonna play <laughs> the fun party playlist. And if you look at a concert, is a party. They're hosting the party. Yep. It's just the playlist is like one artist, unless they do some covers. Oh. What's going to help us have a party? Yeah. If you can think about the end user, you know, the listener, the audience member, and the artist, you know, you think audience. Okay, what does the audience want? They want to have a good time. That's right. They want to have fun. They want to go to a show, forget about Monday through Friday. They want to have a good time. They want to have an experience. What does the artist want to do? They want to give those people the experience they want. They want to have them up on their feet, having a good time and going, because since you're already on your feet, you might as well walk to the merch table. So, you know, they want to yeah. having a good time or buying beer, you know, if they're playing the club scene or whatever, so that they get invited back because they're not in the music business, they're in the beer business, right? So you want people having a good time. So therefore, as a writer, what do I want to do? I want to help solve those people's problems. Yeah. Because then what do I want? Cuts. How do I get that? Solve their problems. If I solve their That's problems. That's right. They solve mine. And so do your homework. Let me interrupt for a second. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about like some of the greatest performances I've seen, mm -hmm. starting with the first concert I ever went to, which Neil Diamond hmm. in like 1976. Love, brother, love. Yeah. I think it starts out with the up-tempo song mm -hmm. and he's got like mid-tempos and up-tempos. And then because he was such an amazing performer, he could take you down into the depths of the despair mm -hmm. during that show. Yeah. Right. For a couple of real slow songs and real moments. And then guess what? Brother loves travel and salvation show brings you back up yeah. and we're going out on a high note because he was in complete control. Now, not a lot of artists can do that. Right. That have that power to do that. But the ones who do, I mean, even that set, right. And the Almond brothers would do that with like an unplugged thing mm -hmm. in the middle of the set where they would just bring it down mm -hmm. and sort of be more For dynamic and then For dynamics, back up yeah. again. Yeah. There's a dynamic to this show, but the majority of those songs are what? Up tempo, positive, probably feel good. Yeah, rocking. mid mid up tempo yeah. songs to provide the juxtaposition mm -hmm. against the dynamic thing, yeah. and so it's that thing. So I mean, just I mean, again, even James Taylor. Math. I saw James Taylor in concert. It was awesome. Okay, I'm a big JT yeah. fan, and even that stuff. You think of all kind of ballady, very acoustic-y, yeah. fire and rain. You've got a friend, but even that. I mean, he had a whole band with him. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't for nothing. Even that yeah. had steamroller and had some bigger, higher energy stuff. Even for like James yeah. Taylor, who I love his chill stuff. That's one thing I love about him. He's that kind of mood artist. But even that, he has he has some kind of rocking stuff and it's fun stuff. Even like how yeah. sweet it is to be loved by you. It's mid. It's mid up. Yeah. It's fun. How it's love. Sweet and it, it is to, to be, be loved. loved by yeah. you. It's a cover. You know. Yeah. And, but it's great. It, it still makes it his, but it... 
Wait, James it. Taylor, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, stooped to do a cover? <laughs> yes. Oh, you what? got a friend, uh, Carol King. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So even even that, right? Um, I remember seeing Mark Wills in concert in a, like Riverfest in Little Rock. So this is like 2000, 2001. And Mark Wills at the time, I mean, he was having hits with ballads. Mm-hmm. Most everything was ballad, which is mm-hmm. good news, bad news. Good news is you're having hits. Bad news is they're all ballads. So when you play yeah. this festival, you know, he covered the Eagles' Life in the Fla- Fast Lane because he didn't have his own hits at the <laughs> time that were something. tempos. So he was like doing yeah. some covers. So yep. he could have tempos that people knew that you could respond like it being a hit. Yep. So you kind of get best of both worlds. Here's tempo and it's one you know and love. I'm going to cover the Eagles. Because I can't just come out here and do however long his set was, like all ballads. Right. Like he knew that. So anyway, so do your homework. I've been wanting to find a good source for looking at live concert videos. Not, not mm-hmm. just like a single song here. They're like, I want to watch a whole concert. Oh, sure. They yeah. used to have like concert DVDs and stuff. Like I need to go find a good yeah. source for that because I've been looking some on YouTube, but like of current like country artists and stuff or other artists, but going, okay, let's watch one of their shows. Yep. And to see what their show was about. Oh, it's, well, that's the stuff they're playing. Yeah. I want to write for that. But so do your homework. Even if you got to buy that DVD or rent that mm-hmm. streaming or whatever, wherever you can find that, like that's a good investment. One of those from yeah. the artists in the genre that you want to be in just to see how they're putting that together. And now with instead of the intention of kind of just enjoying it as entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to pick it apart. I just want to see yeah. which songs they played, where did the tempos go, when did they go, when did they change, did they go down, did they come back up, when did that happen? Mm-hmm. Does he have a, or she have a song that was the opener, the barn burner to get you revved up? Mm-hmm. A song that was a, written to be the closer, mm-hmm. that's at the end, that's the big good night, the walk off, the, you know, mm-hmm. to get behind the science of that is time well spent, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, I was writing with the, an artist and... Like I was doing digging, like, okay, I got this idea and part of this, this is your show opener. Yeah. And it's about how it's like the night is already good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're already having a good time. And that whole thing about I'm ready for it and you're ready for it. And we're having a blast, even though the night is young kind of thing. I'm not giving away the hook, but um, yeah, you know, like, okay, this could go here in your show. If you're opening for somebody or it's your first show of somebody after somebody opened for you or it's the first song of your set, it still works. It's about how we're already having yeah. a party. Woo! Yeah. So it's a little meta, but it's not, you know, but it's a, it's a party song, but it's like, oh, that would that would slot in well right there. Okay. And just thinking about that stuff, giving them, giving them those moments in their, in their show. I remember, just quick side note, because mm-hmm. I, I remember going to the Scorpions Worldwide Live tour mm-hmm. okay killer tour and bon jovi on their first record opened up for the scorpions yeah okay my one cousin and i were about a year apart he's one year older than me and his little brother was like maybe four years younger than us and he would just at that time you know we're 16 he's 14 or 13 yeah. or 12 so he's way smaller and so it's like we didn't have to listen to anything he had to say. You know, right, like, yeah. well, well, I like Bon Jovi. Will you guys give me like a Bon Jovi bandana? We're like, you get it to Bon Jovi bandana? Yeah, <laughs> sure. We're going to see the Scorpions, dude. Come on. And we go to the show expecting to hate Bon Jovi now because we hadn't heard of him yet. Yeah. But 
because my little cousin liked them. Now we're going to hate them. Right, you know what exactly, I mean? yeah. And their opening song, Get Ready, that's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what? And then Bon Jovi comes out and it was just like from the first song, my jaw's on the floor, my cousin's jaw's on the floor, and we got our damn selves Bon Jovi t-shirts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it was great. But that show opener, I mean, that mattered. Yeah. How they opened that. That was specifically on the record. And designed to be the live show opener. Here we go. Get ready. Because mm-hmm. we're here. Yeah. When you were explaining that, I had that moment. Like, I remember that yeah. moment where I'm like, I totally was like, like <laughs> <laughs> He got me right. And I was prepared to hate the son of a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then he owned me after the first song. And I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> what can you write for an artist? Like, if you want to write for Jason Alden, go watch a Jason Aldean show and go, what can I write that would fit right in here? Yeah. What does he need? What's, What's he, he need? What's he need? Show? What can I give him? Yeah. Oh, so Michael Farron, he's a hip producer, artist, or, you know, songwriter mainly. I mean, he works a lot with Lauren Daigle. And so she's really popular, successful CCM artist. And so he's been around a minute. He's great. And so we had him on for a Know the Pro at Songwriting Pro. So you can watch this full interview in the member area if you're a member of Songwriting Pro. But uh, talking about writing with artists, because he writes a lot with artists and he's killing it with Lauren and she's doing great. And he said one thing he does is he's like, so what do you talk about between like songs four and five? What are you telling the audience? What are you talking about in concerts these days when you're playing out? Mm. What are you talking to them about? He goes, a lot of times they may be talking about it because they don't have a song about it. So they're talking about it. So let's see if we can write on that song. Oh, I never thought of that. And that's that's very much like a a gospel artist, a Christian artist who is ministering while they're, you know, they have the, the, let's talk about these things. You know, maybe this is on my mind. This is something I'm talking about. So that may be a subject matter they want to sing about. So let's help them sing it. You know, what are you talking about between these songs? To get into the world, what's on their mind as they're doing these shows? Well, let's see if we can write you one that really hits that point that you want to make. Thought that was brilliant. Oh, you can do that if you're I writing with an artist. Brilliant. But even if you're not, you can watch a show and go, "What kind of beats do they want to hit, and how can I give them a even better one?" You yeah, know? and how can I put that little chat in the form of a song? Mm-hmm. Because if they're already saying it, and then you got a song that'll fit in right after it, that just now, now when I talked about it, I wrote a song about it too. You want to hear? Here I go. Exactly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's really brilliant. I never thought about it. Oh, no, I didn't so either. That's good. why he's getting a lot more cuts than me. So good job, <laughs> Farron. Um, and the last thing here for your homework is you may have to bring in a co-writer and don't be afraid to do that. Like if you really live in that ballad land kind of thing and you're just having a hard time breaking out of that or the sad, negative, whatever, and that's maybe a case of two heads being better than one. Don't be afraid to bring somebody mm-hmm. in because they may just have what you need and then maybe they're more the tempo person and they can either teach you some grooves you learn by osmosis learn by doing it or just like i've had my eyes opened up with co-writers going oh what if it means this oh wow right okay you know it just helps broaden your horizons open your mind up so don't be afraid to bring in a co-writer if you need to there's no shame in that game because you know what a hundred percent of a slow sad song whining that nobody ever hears isn't worth a whole lot that's right. However, 50% of a hit, quite lucrative. Or even just moving your career forward and <laughs> yeah. have something that people enjoy hearing you play out. That's worth a lot, too. What about bringing in somebody to play in the sandbox with you, too, to go back over, like, 
a couple of your slow songs that you've already written to yeah. say, here's what I want to do. I just want to play in a sandbox, have a couple beers or do whatever it is you do to get your head right. Mm-hmm. And then let's just mess this up. Let's speed this up. Like, what can we do? And you've got another brain in there. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of basically helping you produce. Yeah, the really. That's what I think is like, even if it's kind of like a yeah, producer, even if it's not a co-write, we're like, I bought, bought you beer and pizza. Like, come over, hang out. Yeah. Let's just strip the sucker down and see what else we can do with it. If they're like a producer. Put buddy it back or, together or again. Yeah, musician. I think that would be like an interesting sort of request, right? Or or like, hey, would you be interested? And I've got a couple. Here's the songs. Like, I've got a couple songs. These are, I'm just straight up. They're slow. They're mm-hmm. whiny ballads. I know that what I'm interested in doing is maybe getting together and see if you would like to come in and just let's just mess around with it yeah. and just no pressure. We don't got to write with one another. Mm-hmm. We just got to take something that's already made and make it into a different form. I think that'd be fascinating. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's see what we can do. You oh, know? Yeah. Why not? Because that person doesn't have the, they aren't locked in. Sometimes it can be so hard to hear your own stuff in a different way. Cause that's how you've yeah. always heard it. It's hard to, distance yourself from that but this person is coming in with fresh eyes and fresh ears and they're not emotionally attached to it and so yep. they're and, and you gotta let it go where it goes yeah you have to just <laughs> zip your lip and it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, okay you know no law that says you gotta use it don't yeah judge. there's no law that's exactly use it. Just, just let, let it go them, let them play for a while let them run and then you don't have to use it but live with it and give yeah. it a chance so that's my homework for today but yeah basically man whiners you don't want to be a whiner you want to be the winner and there you go. We're in the service business, y'all. We're in the service business. <laughs> so, That's right. Well, what do you want to drop? Yeah. So end? thanks for hanging in. This ended up being quite a bit longer than I thought it was going to be. So thanks for hanging in there. I have a gift for you. It's at songwritingpro.com slash gift. It is my free ebook. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. And uh, just some of the lessons I've learned from my years in the music business, some I've learned from success, some I've learned from failure, but hopefully all of them will help you on your climb. Because if you want to write like a pro and do business like a pro, it starts with thinking like a pro. So that's what this book is, songwritingpro.com slash gift. Or you can just go to songwritingpro.com. It's right there on the front page. You'll see it up at the top toolbar. But yeah, just tell us where to send it. We send it out to you. There you go, guys. All right, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. And by all means, tell a friend about it if it's moving you one way or the other. Let them know this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.